Okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, Holiday. Wait, hold on, hold on, Holiday. You can't give it to them dry like that. You gotta get that shit wet first, nigga. Like, come on now. You gotta prep them for I shit like you. that. They can't just get that shit right off the top. Like, you gotta bring that shit back. Bring that shit the Let's fuck go. back. You are now listening to To Kenya Talks. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Sakina, and I am back after a whole-ass three-month hiatus with an episode of Sakina Talks. This is the year-end review, and today I have a special, special, special guest here with me to end the year with me the proper way. Um, We're going to end this reality TV show of a year up with our commentary, and speaking of commentary, I have the iconic one of my favorite youtubers i swear to you he is literally the reason why i love marvel movies now like you gotta yeah. understand oh my God. i have the adrian expression Ooh, what's up everybody what's up i'm so happy to be here thank you so much for having me on your podcast thank you for coming oh my god <laughs> no problem of the Marvel movies, I have to tell you the reason why I'm so addicted. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah, I really want to know how I did. How did I do this? Adrian, you were talking. <laughs> it wasn't Endgame. It was Infinity War. You were talking Infinity about War? Infinity War, and I had never seen it before because I promise you, I wasn't a Marvel girl. But my mm. best friend is. Everybody around me was, but I didn't care. But I had always watched your videos because between you and Scandal. And the read podcast, that is how I graduated from college. Otherwise, I would not, like, I was just oh, over it. Wow, so nice. one day, Infinity War, when Infinity War came out, everybody went without me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait for Adrian to talk about it. <laughs> I want to tell you, the moment you started talking about Thanos and Gamora and Vormir, <laughs> Adrian, you were like, the, the the guy was like, um, so you're gonna have to kill somebody that you love, and then <laughs> you were like, Thanos was like, cash your credit. Um, how would you like this? Like, <laughs> I, I, I remember that shit. I remember that shit because I thought it was so funny that he just didn't give a fuck. Like, was, was <laughs> that man was like, uh, actually, says he's about to kill you. I don't know what you thought this exactly. was. <laughs> I was screaming so then oh when I god. actually went to see it, everybody was in a the theater, you know, like, oh my god, and I'm and, like, oh my god, this. <laughs> but you, so everybody was shocked and he was about to laugh. Yeah, I'm like, Kiki, like, oh shit, like, uh, this is not funny. <laughs> I understand. I'm so sorry, everybody. I know how y'all feel, but this is funny. So you really like, if it, it wasn't for that moment, I would have never gotten to Marvel. So That's now I have to so go cool. all the way back. Yep, and now I watch every one of them, and I'm addicted to the That's whole good. series. And I cannot wait. So yeah. Now, <laughs> when I when I be making them crazy references and people oh, don't, <laughs> I, I was like tearing up laughing because the fact that she she was like cash your credit, like how are you gonna die today? Toss the ass right off the cliff. Thank you so much for putting me here that and because of that i'm gonna keep up with you now with when it comes to marvel and everything else but yeah, yeah it was you <laughs> i'm happy i had a part to play in that 
<laughs> so how are you today? How is everything with you? Everything is okay. You know, I'm just taking things step at a time. Um, Christmas is coming up. I'm trying. I feel bittersweet about it because I just going home is a very different environment. But it's just for the most part, humans are a little bit nicer on the holidays. So I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm same for me. I'm not really much. I used to be prior to lose. I had lost a lot of family members in undergrad. So now holidays, I'm just like I need a big ass gallon of wine to just carry me through. <laughs> I we'll understand what that means. <laughs> trust me <laughs> so now it's like family holidays i'm like i go but at the same time i feel like ostracized because the people who i'm used to being there aren't gonna be there so i kind of like i just don't know how to fit in and i'm just like yeah. just cute ready to go but yeah mine is, mine is similar but not like obviously different in, in very significant ways but my experience when i go home is similar i feel like i just like i'm an oddball kind of you know yeah yeah and that like for me so i because i'm from detroit i always talk about how my family is hood as fuck and i mean hood like get to and i'm a first generation graduate and because of that i like i hate to be like condescending but the conversations are so goddamn mundane and like petty and like it is just like okay so yeah it's like they ain't really talking about anything nothing and it's like yeah. stuff that I usually talk about with my friend, best friend like I'll talk to my best friend about like today for example at work they were talking about how dark light skinned people don't like to be called light skinned because it's considered a, a house nigga and we we rather just be called brown and we get more flack in the black community and I'm sitting here like y'all are y'all to be the dumbest motherfuckers I ever met in my life <laughs> so I call my best friend he's like you, you know he starts using the words I'm used to like um, institutionalized racism, yes, yes, color yes, yes. shit. So I just have to check out the conversations because I'm like, y'all are not where I'm at, and I love y'all. And back to my family, but you just, y'all just gonna stay here, and that's fine too. So yeah, you know, it's I think it's one thing if if someone is not where they because we all ain't where we're supposed to be yet. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like we're all learning, but it's like it's one thing if someone wants to stay ignorant. You know what I mean? And and yeah. kind of tries to doubt like devalue you because you're trying to help them out Come on. and it's a, you know what i mean it's another yeah. thing if someone like doesn't understand but also wants to learn at the same time you know yep then that's how my family is it's like y'all send me to go get this degree and then when i come back with the come knowledge y'all like huh <laughs> why are you dragging me shut yeah. your mouth <laughs> since you got your degree and everything but not like <laughs> i totally just you know it. everything you got your <laughs> degree <laughs> I'm over the bullshit, but yes, soon as New Year's get here, I will be drunk as all imaginable fucks, and I am yeah. happy for it. I'm just gonna have to get through Christmas, and then Chris yeah, Godfrey. New Year's is good. <laughs> so I brought you on today because we're gonna wrap up 2019, and such a good opinion, idea, by the way. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> I was at first I was hesitant because I'm like, I don't want to just sit here like talk shit but then when I went through because I had to go through your videos and then a couple other videos okay. to see like what you talked about through the year so I just okay. pretty much piled everything and then um made like a list and what I got from it was that like this year was just like a big reality TV show You're right. like right. I was it, looking it, at the list it was ridiculous <laughs> I'm saying, I'm a, I'm oh my god, god. <laughs> yeah and then when I like broke it down, I started to see certain things. So I'm just like, hmm, 
we're going to talk about this season of 2019 and we're going to okay. give it uh, episode titles and then we'll break it down. Um, so we can just hop right in because I'm I'm ready to go. And it's, so, it. it's such an honor to do it with you because I get to watch you do it. So <laughs> not doing it with you is going to be so fucking fun because I really looks like talking to you on the TV so now I get to talk to you on the phone. Yes, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm <laughs> okay, so 2019, we started off, first of all, we ended the year with the news that pictures dropped of Wendy Williams and her, her husband's mistress taking pictures and she was pregnant. So, where it got around, we start off 2019 in this big ass reality show, Child. Wendy Williams postponed her show to come back. So everybody's like, oh, girl, you're doing this because your yeah. man yeah. got this girl pregnant, and that, but she claimed it was an injury. So whatever. Girl. So, listen. <laughs> I, I watched your video, but on top of that, because I'm just going to say everything that happened and then we can dive into it. Mm-hmm. Then the R. Kelly uh, survivor, R. Kelly, and on top of that, in the midst of all of this, Tony Bert, Tony Braxton, and Birdman split up. Which, hallelujah. <laughs> okay. So, I'm gonna say that this TV show or reality episode is called Toxic Men. Where ah. would you? Go? <laughs> okay, let's start with Miss Mo- Miss Wendy. She she like to start with everybody else. Okay, let's let's go because I'm her. Let's go ahead. Like, so my is, uh, I guess we can go ahead and talk about how for me, I think if I was to sum up the whole thing because with the the whole situation, it, it ended up like being over like in July when her uh, son beat up her ex husband or whatever. But to just sum it up, I think for me the hypocrisy was I, my issue came into play was when she did her, like, touring and she was talking about, like, because usually when she comes back for another season, she does, like, other shows to talk about the next season. And every fucking time somebody would bring up Kevin, she would go into this, I, I can't, I can't, oh my God, I can't. And it's like, now, girl, if you could sit your ass on this TV and talk about everybody from their mama to their daddy to their grandma, drag them from the root to the tutor, uh-huh. what the hell is talking about Kevin? shitty ass. Gonna That's do. what I'm saying. <laughs> and I was like, since you have, she she really does talk about everybody. And I, it's interesting because I feel like I talk more about what people do and what they say, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas she goes in and she tries to find people's social security numbers. She got, she got, you know what I mean? Like it's a different type of <laughs> talking, you know. And then she like abrasive as opinions where it's like, like. I didn't understand how she was dodging the shit. Now, one thing I will give her, sis is swift with the dodging. I don't know what if she played football back in the day, but she can truly dodge. That's that radio shit. I feel like that's that radio shit. Mm -hmm. She's really good at it. But when she does it, it's like, for me, it just makes me annoyed because you're being a hypocrite. You can get on your TV show and talk for a whole hour about somebody else's family. The least you can do is let us know that you know that Kevin is trash. She had to end up going on the show and saying, "Well, I'm the tra- I'm the um hot topic for today." So I mean, she had to end up doing it, but it's just because like, girl, so high, like she was like, "I'm the hot topic for today," and there's only so much I'm going to talk about. But now next, <laughs> it's like, no, girl, open up the book. Let's see. Let's 
sit down, let's have a chit chat, let's talk about you for a whole hour. Exactly. The way that this shit is going down, she, they so she pretty much knew what we've known at least. She's been on TV for like ten plus years since we didn't heard about this since the dawn of time. So you have a whole saga to really break us down with. Like I mean, you don't even need to talk about nobody else. It, I mean, the, it should be as big as Game of Thrones and Star Wars, the amount of information that she should <laughs> she should be able to give us because we've been new. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I think you're right about this episode. Um, Not episode, the theme of this month, the January month, being a toxic ass man. Because yeah, immediately yeah. after that, we had this R. Kelly shit. <sighs> and like... Like I, I think I said in one of my videos, that shit was disturbing to my soul. Like the shit that they were describing, and like mm. how these women were acting. Like basically, they were reliving the trauma that they experienced, and you could see it all on their faces. I'm like, oh my god. Yes. It yes. It gave me one thing yes. to like. I remember as a kid hearing about it, and also again being around my family and like the hood mentality. Like, oh, them hoes was fast. Da, 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 da. And at the time, I was raised like that too. I was raised in a Christian Baptist home, so it's easy for me to write off like, "Oh, well, can't relate because I'm this virgin child that has nothing to do with it, so it couldn't happen to me, couldn't be me." Yeah. And but see, now that's... that I'm 25, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was saying that's that's the um, mentality that they used to keep victims silent. Like, well, yes. you know, if I if I avoided getting sexually assaulted then i'm being a good good girl by not doing x y and z but if i did then that means that i deserved it and and then so that what that does is protects it protects the abusers because it makes the girls or whoever not feel like oh well it's my fault you know it's my fault so i shouldn't speak up about it or i shouldn't tell anybody about it and you see you see that same oh Mm -hmm. yeah i was going to say that you see that i see that throughout the church as well because i was talking about how we do that with the women in the church we groom them to be like these presentable women or how God would want us to be air quotes and anybody who steps out of that deserves whatever comes to them because they're not following you know Christ exactly yeah and that is very dangerous yeah and it permeates for me and I like because I I really am passionate about black culture which is why I love your content because it's mostly you know black culture but it's just something (laughs) that I feel like needs to be tackled in our community because I feel like it's it's easy for people to be like, oh, well, there's the LGBT agenda and there's this agenda. My nigga, it's the whole ass predatory agenda on women. <laughs> Not just women though, because I feel yeah. like I have I, I've had cousins that like that, and that's how I learned about the LGBT community. I had a cousin who was actually touched, and she like they kind of blamed it on, on the fact that. You know, like, oh, she gives off this lesbian vibe, so she deserved she, it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I know y'all fucking lying. Are we gonna talk to the adult who actually did it? Who's supposed that's to what be I'm a saying. D- I mean, like, uh, excuse adults, me. Adults, adults, supposed to protect you, especially yeah. as you, when you're a child. Like, you just so you're supposed to feel the feeling of protection, not like betrayal. And then they like find a way to blame it on a child. That shit is crazy. That's and, that. that and so you saw me, the same things. In R. Kelly. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And then for so me, same thing. I, I was watching my timeline and I was like, get these fuckers out of Like, the more people was trying to side, anybody that was even remotely close to trying to side with R. Kelly in any way, you blocked, whether you family, friend, or foe. 
get the fuck off out my life. I can't. I can't. Because what else will you allow? Nothing, nothing in that shit that I saw, even, I didn't even want to hear his music. And like, I, before this um, documentary, and it sucks that it has to take this documentary. I mean, like, at family reunions, they play stuff in the name of love. You know, that's cool. I don't even want to be in a room when the shit come on. Like, I, yeah, it just it. makes me. Because it's like, it all comes back. It all comes back to, like, the shit that he was writing the songs about. Like, like, ooh. (laughs) And then the fact that the girls were saying he would have beds in the studio. So it's not like. so creepy. Ugh. And people were arguing like, oh, well, you have to separate the man from the music. And it's like, the music was. The man is the music. Like, what are you talking about? He made the music while doing the shit. What are you talking about? Exactly. just so to to the men who sided with the shit and it really hurt for me to see other black women i even had a cousin that i had to block like it it just hurt to see them with having so much internalized um hate for women in themselves especially black women because i i really do cherish the black woman in in like our families and stuff like that because black women's black grandmas black you know they literally hold down the family yeah. So to see women who have that much regard for me, because I feel like that's just like the structure in the black community, side with the dumb shit, it really broke my heart for real. Yeah, I understand that. Trust me. It really broke my heart. And it just goes to so how strong patriarchy is. Going back to this theme of January, toxic men. Mm-hmm. It's like this shit really is it's so much to undo. So much so like patriarchy is so fucking like visceral and just stupid in my opinion to the point where not only is this the biggest issue in my humble opinion in our community it has now deflected and started to make other things the issue so now you have the conversations about are we feminizing our men is there an LGBT agenda worry about your fucking cishet selves what are you talking (laughs) about and it's just like and as other forms of masculinity or even the definition of masculinity is being challenged like now people have to face the dumb shit, like the dumb traditions that they were have been participating in, and they realize how, a lot of that shit isn't founding and founded in nothing. Like it doesn't nothing. make a difference either way. Like just live your life. So now it's it's a challenge for some people to think like that, but it needs to be done. You know. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, when I found out that, like, because college was like my great awakening. <laughs> yeah. So when I found out that gender wasn't even a thing, and all of this shit is made up. Yeah, I was like, what? my life is a lie. My life is <laughs> what is going on? Like everything's a lie. Yep, yep. And you realize it's just, it's just, it's just rules. It's just rules that people follow because someone told them to. That's and it. rules are made to be broken. By the way, just for those who are listening, they are surely made <laughs> to be broken. So break the rules because this some bullshit. <laughs> but. <laughs> to get on to the next episode because we already did 20 minutes my god oh, yeah. about that. um february i titled this episode of february coons and goons because yeah. my god so the things that happen in february i'm gonna run through them real quick mm-hmm. cardi b wins a grammy and obviously like well we'll get into that justy smollett <laughs> oh <laughs> god Jesse Smollett and his issues, and uh-huh. then Steve Harvey finally interviews Monique um, oh, about what she said about um, 
yeah, what she said about Oprah and uh, what's his name, Lee Daniels and stuff, and they finally go at it with each other. So where do you want to start? <laughs> oh my goodness, let's let's do Jesse. Okay. <laughs> since since Jesse want to do a bunch of um, <laughs> he want to be a stunt queen. That still in limbo though. Like, isn't it like? Wasn't it just kind of like? I don't even know what happened with it. Like, didn't I, it just... I would I will say like, uh, I guess officially on paper it's in limbo, but like the the way that things were rolled out, it was just like now Jesse says. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that that's the most applicable. Or you know what I mean? Most yeah, uh, if accurate de- description of what actually happened. <laughs> and like, I'm not gonna like, lie, that shit. Like when I first heard it, I, my heart broke because I'm like, you know, in the, the climate of Trump and all of this other shit, and they had put a noose on them, and you know, I'm like, oh my god, like no, protect him. What is me going too. on? Me too. I was like, what the hell? I, I hopped up on on YouTube so quick. I said. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I hopped up on that bitch so quick. I said, yes, y'all hoes is there. And I dragged the shit out of Erica Badu, too, because she was like, we need to make sure this shit is okay. And I was just like, why do you do that? You victim blaming. Yeah. Girl, I ended up looking and so dumb. And it, like, for me, I, I just, like, because I'm still in a world where I'm undoing a lot of cishet shit. And then I'm trying to learn how to be a better ally. Um, So I'm still in the world where I get to see dumb opinions. And I hate see people talk about oh this making the the uh, alphabet community look stupid it's like we're not gonna use jesse as the yeah, you know thing for the lgbt community he is a whole entity in of his own self outside of yep. being gay so it has and nothing I, to do and at first like even i was like oh well he he um if he lied about this shit you know what that would do blah 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 blah, blah. and of course i think that that um you have to be careful and responsible with how you you know of course that's what that's a given but it was unfair to think that jussie would jussie's would um literally speak for the everybody in the lgbt community that's exactly. like that's not accurate at all so and you know what's crazy that it's, it's like we are so against like racism and thinking that you know the stacy dashes of the world speak for us but when we bring up that same structure to pinpoint you know, like Jesse, it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, this is different. It's like, no, you're usually you, you're literally using the same structure in which white people would be like, oh well, if Stacey Dash said it, then all of the black community yeah. is behind. Yeah, me. and that's a very good Did point. That don't speak for me. Ugh. Exactly, that's a good point, and I had to even check myself on that. So yeah, yeah, everybody's like, learning. Because I, I don't remember if the attack was based on him being gay more so than it was. He says, listen, allegedly, I don't have, listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what shit happened. Yeah, all this like, shit no. is alleged. Oh, all of this shit is alleged. We might as well <laughs> work fucking Queen Supreme Court because, okay. honey, what the hell? Um, and then, poor Jesse, I don't know. We still don't know. It just kind of ended and the, the records were sealed, so we don't know what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Cardi B gets the Grammy, and I want to speak. I want to categorize that in the um, category of coon, coonish, because <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Now, Explain that. I am very much so um, an equal opportunist when it comes to female rap. I do not like to play into the 
who's who's better, who's not, just because I feel like they do that in every marginalized um, community. However, comma, what we're not gonna do is act like this was some some wasn't some cooning ass shit to give Cardi B a Grammy on her first goddamn album that she oh didn't even God. write. Let's I was supremely it. disappointed because and people all people are just like, oh my God, you drag Nikki and you drag Cardi, you need to pick a side. I'm like, first of all. I just I be talking about the dumb shit Nicki Minaj be saying sometimes, and I you know, but yeah, but I was just like, why was it, it Nicki at the end of the day she writes her shit and she fucking she's a writer she's talented she's a writer period and I could drag and do all the shit I want to do but at the end of the day Nicki Minaj is a fucking writer so when Cardi got a Grammy I was like what. I was like, and Nikki don't have one. I was and like, to huh? See how like all of these rappers cooning for this girl, like just oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Didn't, shut your ass up. Shut like shut your <laughs> ass up. I get it. Support her, but at the same time, what we won't do is act like Nikki isn't more than deserving. Yeah, King Friday alone changed my little Barbie heart, and I I understand. Yeah. Nikki is problematic in so many goddamn ways. It's just, unfortunately, but I'm just so mad. To I'm like, see, God like, damn it, Nikki. I almost wanted to like really check into this Nikki hate train shit because I'm like, Nikki might have a point. Like, what the hell is this about for the whole community to rap? Like, I'm not. I don't know if I, I wanted to see the community, the hip hop community, like this Cardi B. But I guess I wanted to see a conversation in. Good for Cardi B. Where's Nikki's? Yes, that, but I that, guess maybe I that's not can, a good thing to do. You can, can you do, do that? both of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you can do both of them at the same time. And as and as loud as Nicki Minaj has been, um, I think she should have been loud about that issue. Like, what the hell, y'all? Like, you mean to tell me I've been ra- I've been really grinding and writing all this shit, and then y'all? I understand why she would feel the way that she that she felt about the whole situation. I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like. Yeah. It's just like watching shit evaporate from your hands. I understand. I I understand. All of this work, all yeah. of that fucking work, and Pink Friday alone, a uh, shit. What's the? Uh, I don't know the other one for my the Pink Print. I am a fan oh, yeah, of Pink that Print, one and Pink Friday. Good. But P- what Pink Friday did for me in terms of just rapping, I had the pink hair. I was a real to the bone hood rat, Barbie hood rat. Yes, that was me. I had the pink <laughs> hair in everything. <laughs> period animated all of that like so to like i don't know it was just such a cultural movement for nikki to bring back like just being happy to rap and it being a woman i remember when itty biggie pity itty biggie came on the scene what what everybody everybody was in the um everyone's in the hallways rapping that shit yes (laughs) so to see her get snubbed like that i'm super happy for cardi because i do feel like her album was really good for whoever and all that who wrote it. They all deserve <laughs> that. <before>. Yes, God. <laughs> I live for a bit they, of shame. You know I do. You know I live for a bit of shame. They all work so fucking hard, but at the same time, it's just like, I, I don't know. If I was Nikki, I would be pissed the hell off. I'm not even, I have to be transparent with my emotions. I would be pissed off, rightfully so. Yeah, I, I think she had a reason to be. And for people yeah. to be like, oh, y'all trying to pit two black women against each other. No, no, that's not what we're doing. We're just stating facts, like point blank, period. It's yeah. not pitting anybody against anybody. It's it's just being truthful. And they I think you've got a problem with that. Exist. Like the truth can, like you can be happy for 
party, but also understand that Nikki has clearly been snubbed multiple times. Yes. Multiple. Because Superbass, if we're talking about impact, numbers, the song Superbass alone, I it could have got like hip hop record or something. Like Superbass in and of itself, just in terms of rappers and, and what it did for pop and rap at the same time, I don't understand why Nikki didn't get I you think know, a grant. You know, I, I wonder how her crossing over to pop, like, I wonder what it did to her um, her audience and her credibility. Because I, I don't remember a lot about that era, like, or the details about it. But I wonder if that had anything to do with it. But even then, she's crossing over to pop. It should even make her even more eligible to win yeah. big awards like that, just because we all know how these things are biased to more mainstream media, you know? Yeah, shit fuck me, but yeah, that's what happened. And then on to the next one, which I want to categorize before. Well, we already in 30 minutes, but I'll... Last little segment is the goon part. Shout out to my good goon sis, Monique. Okay, all right. <laughs> Who got up on the Steve Harvey show and checked his bald ass. That um, shit was They so basically great. talked about... When I tell you, it, 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 she dragged all the bald men. Lenard, Steve Harvey... <laughs> <laughs> she literally went like, she went on a fucking dragging tour like a whole dragging tour and we love to fucking see we sure it. the fuck do i got my life because she was not she was saying shit that a lot of people in the industry keep quiet so that they can keep like buddying up with these motherfuckers but no yeah. i love when someone can call them out like no bitch i'm not gonna just sit here and, and suck your ass like the rest of these other people been doing like right. i'm gonna tell you what you really about sis and i see you Listen, and I, I was a hundred percent here for it. I didn't like now I, when I went back and watched the interview. I noticed that um, Steve Harvey really he had obviously it's his show, so he had a lot of power in the situation and was able to cut her off when he wanted to sway the conversation to make his point and not hear hers. Which and the network I had a lot of upset. power to cut his ass off too. But yeah. I'm, you know what? Well, well, you know, well, cause cause where is he now on Facebook? Exactly. Um, <laughs> You see what they do. The coons are pregnant. Coons and coons. But I just want to like say I feel like with Monique, her story has been consistent the whole time. Not saying that if it wasn't, she wasn't telling the truth. I just really respect the fact that throughout this whole time, for the past however many years that she's been, you know, talking about it and is now suing Netflix. But the, these this whole time. She's been dragging Oprah and Lee Daniels for the Precious movie and how she's been, you know, treated and handled because of, you know what I think it is? Just my humble opinion. I think that she had boundaries. And yeah. for a, a fat, black, dark-skinned woman to set boundaries, and it's like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, and the first thing people want to say, and I, I, I get that a lot. Um, is like, first of all, when, when you're those many marginalized type things, they already don't look at you as a human being. So to see that and then you not being thought of as a human, to think the audacity of you to have boundaries, the audacity of you to think that you are allowed to have them, it's like, oh, bitch, no, ma'am. And yeah. I respect Monique to the core for standing firm in her boundaries. I know that I took a lot of fucking strength. It. It does. I could do without the husband. Me too. Just because too. Maybe the feminist in me is like, child, get the fuck. I could talk for myself. Yeah, like, <laughs> stop holding sis' hand. I'm sure she got it. You know. Okay. 
<laughs> like, that's what I really, for me, that's what I think it was. And I think that despite how people have still been trying to kind of silence her, Monique has never shut up. And I really fuck with that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And that's the goon in her. But we gonna wrap up real quick. And then we're gonna come right back to talk about the rest of these. Ooh. The rest of the season of 2019, because it's a lot more dull. It really is. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay, everybody, we're back with this season of 2019, and on this episode, we're we're what March. Mm-hmm. March was solely taken up by the, the ghetto ass Kardashians versus the Red Tabletop Warriors. Um, it really, but for- it was like strategy wars and shit. Dra- I mean, like they had all of March; it was all theirs. Um, and I'm just gonna break down what happened real quick. You had Tristan and Jordan, their news break about them quote-unquote kissing and, and having an affair. Um, and then Chloe then blamed Jordan on the demise of her whole family um, after the Red Table Talk discussion. And then Jada saves Jordan, which to me, I never would have saw that coming. I didn't even know she was close to their family like that. Um, and make sure that her career is still intact because people don't know that what Jada did, especially having Will Smith co-sign, was a big deal for Jordan's career. Like honestly, that's true. Um, that's true. It was, and I, I thought that shit was so smart. So matter of fact, I just start there. Um, when, when I saw the Red Table Talk, first of all, I didn't even know that Jordan knew. I mean, I, I don't know how I didn't because all of them, uh, Willow, Jaden, Kylie, all of them were in the circle. But I didn't know that it was because of their parents. I thought it was because, you know, they're the rich kids in Beverly Hills or wherever the hell. And they know each other. Yeah. So when I saw the Red Table Talk, and if you notice, she strategically um, broke. She would give us clips, but she never gave the clip of Will Smith. It would be like Jordan's on the show. Come see, da 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 da. And uh, then, ah, yeah, that's in seconds, that's how you do it. That's how you that's do it. A smart ass move because it was like, hi, I'm Will Smith. I have all of this power. What's up? She's good. I got her. What's up? <laughs> that, and it was just a such a boss move, especially after they just the fucking Kardashians just tossed her ass off into the fucking dust. It was just like, all right, good riddance. I'm just like, sis, how you blame Jordan? For the fact that your fucking man is out here, it's just that shit was delusional to me. Insanity. Like, I will never understand 
the dawn of time, how women have always been able, again, probably patriarchy, of course it is, have been able to blame the other woman for their men cheating on them. Yeah, like, I just, it doesn't make sense. Like, even when I try to view it from a, I'm just like, I can't even twist it in a way that makes sense. Like, I, that I'm was your nigga who did that shit. Period. I'm never dragging a, a bitch. Sorry, here goes my hood popping out. No, bitch, don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm yeah. never gonna drag a bitch over some nigga. I'm fucking, that's never going to happen. Exactly. I'm going to dot that nigga eye. And I'll, sis, I'm sorry he lied to you, but we're together. But you can have him. I'm going to beat his ass first. Not trying to condone. <laughs> the hood no, but I feel that. The fuck I feel that. Like, like, that's how it should be. Like, why are you blaming the girl? Like, uh-uh. The- the day, these niggas lie. Like, even if Jordan... Now, I will say I just didn't... I don't think that Jordan was kissing on him. Like, the, the way the story broke... If you watch the Kardashians, don't know why I was into it for a moment in time. But I did used to watch the show. And the way that Scott would be hugged up with Chloe and, you know, like, their family's very intertwined. They don't have boundaries themselves. So it wasn't hard for me to see how Jordan would probably be, like, close to Tristan like that. Mm Because if you watch the show, even their friends have access to the family in ways that you know, in my world, that shit is just weird to me. Like, my best friend, I could not about to be sitting on, you know, my auntie lap. Like, that's weird as fuck. But in the Kardashian world, you have Scott hanging out with, you know, Rob, and like, it's just really, really uh, enmeshed. And when I heard what happened with Jordan, I'm like, oh, okay, she just went to his party, and they were sitting on each other's lap. Okay, that's not weird, because I've seen worse on the goddamn Kardashian show. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're saying that it's so... It's there's they be doing stuff like that so often that you were just like you wouldn't even see why that would be a big deal because y'all they do that shit to everybody in their family. Like literally, it's the wow. episode and I wish I I had the receipts, but I do remember an episode where I think Scott and Chloe was like in a tub together or some shit. Like yeah, they did a. I literally know exactly. It was a that time is so weird. Chloe, I know Chloe had a podcast and they recorded the podcast in the tub. Don't that sound crazy? Yeah, that that's 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 weird. And it, so, who even thinks like, oh yeah, let's bitch, like let's go to a coffee shop or bitch if you <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Take your ass to somebody's studio. Like, oh um, let's do it in the bathtub. That's some weird shit. <laughs> so for me, it was kind of like when I heard it, I'm like, no, y'all exaggerating because I mean, Chloe damn near was in the tub. They. Used to, and night at each other's houses like this is not nothing new so don't try to don't try to use the narrative of the promiscuous black woman you know coming in and they, they wanted to push that shit and i'm like nah nah let's let's bring up the receipts of the kardashian past y'all are weird as fuck <laughs> wait a minute i'm glad you brought um, and then that. when i heard um about tristan and her kissing it's very plausible i believe jordan when she was telling Jada, that he came on to her. I really believe that. Of I don't, course. I, I'm never gonna side with. First of all, I, men, oh, sis, that men. I just my <laughs> my trust in them is slim to none. Damn near none. <laughs> Granted, that is a um a very warranted feeling. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> they are crazy as hell. So I, when she said it, I'm like, this makes sense. This makes sense as to why. And then you gotta understand that she's in this power structure like Tristan could very well say something that could discredit her whole last career 
Jordan doesn't want to say anything because she won't be believed. This is just the, the shit that just comes with existing as black women or any marginalized person, especially Jordan. If she was to say, oh, no, he's lying. It would be so easy for Tristan to like ruin her shit. Yeah. And, and, be, and you know, close side with him. I think that it's it serves as a warning, even though I thought we already knew that it's just like don't take your black ass to the Kardashian house. Like, that's just it. Like, don't take your black ass over there. It doesn't matter the amount of clout. Like, they don't... I don't trust them when it comes to, like, black folks or anything having to do with culture. That is... You know what I mean? Like, I don't trust them. So, it's just... They don't respect their own damn culture. They're too busy trying to be black, and I I just don't understand. (laughs) So, I don't know why the hell... Like, that, to me, is crazy. And I, I... I didn't want to do like the I told you so with Jordan, but at the same time, it's like, girl, this shit, they ran through motherfucking Lamar Odom ass. They mm-hmm. did. Anybody black in that family who has left that clan, Tiger, anybody, they have oh, left their ass in the day. Yeah. And now, granted, Tiger brought that shit up onto himself for dating the minor or whatever. Oh, I yeah, just feel damn. like. Jeez. There's so yeah, much he, shit that happened. It's so, so much. Like, even with exactly the Black China situation and they all sleeping with it, that, t- why the hell would I be surprised about Jordan sitting on Tristan's lap when Black China's ex-man was messing with Kylie while Black China and Tiger had a bed? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, my God. There was so much shit. Like, it's it, so some weird old shit. Like, weird ass shit. Or... I, uh, Rob was dating uh, Chloe's best friend, and, and at the same time, Adrian Bayline was around them. You know what? I want to know what the, what actually goes on when the cameras ain't fucking rolling. Like exactly. that shit if must that be some weird cultish shit. <laughs> so I was like, in terms of March, I just feel like leave Jordan alone. I really respected Jada's power move and bringing Will into it because it was a she, good... he didn't have to show up. Yeah. And I hope that she continues. I really That shit was oh my god. I was like, y'all hoes playing chess, huh? Oh, <laughs> oh and, and and Jada said I have I'm the right one. Check yeah, she did, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jada do not be playing around, bitch. She do not. So then on to April. My birthday um, month. Um, <laughs> Music industry versus everybody and happy birthday, Adrian. Yeah. Um, so, so I actually wanted to just say shout out to Detroit because Detroit made up this this um the saying Detroit versus everybody. So I played did a play on words and said music industry versus everybody because that's what it seemed like <laughs> for the month of April. Um, <laughs> so Lil Nas X. Uh, versus the billboards because as you know he when he first put out Old Town Road without Billy Ray they wouldn't they put him on the uh, the charts but then they took him down because it wasn't quote unquote country LMA (laughs) well actually Jacquees versus LMA because LMA was not bothered she wasn't she just sent up I think she sent off a couple of tweets and that was it she was like right, real cute and then Cardi B versus the Shade Room. And in my opinion, anybody that speaks on her, which is their job, but okay, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Where do you start? <laughs> um, let's do Lil Nas because I was like, y'all, I remember hopping on this shit real quick because I was like, uh-uh, 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 not that one. Y'all ain't about to, 
y'all ain't about to take this boy's success away like that. No, ma'am. Like, just because y'all, and in the, I was so mad because I was like, y'all, in order to make country music even remotely interesting, y'all be taking them 808s from hip hop and shit. Y'all be taking, y'all, so don't even, so when we incorporate that shit, don't talk about, oh, it's not real country. Y'all have a, y'all have a lot of fucking nerve with that one. Oh, I remember. That shit had me pissed. They, they love to change. Like one thing I have noticed about people with with power, they can change the goalposts like shit. Yeah. Like I'm like now I know goddamn well you, me, everybody knew that that damn old town road song was very much so country. It, that shit sounded country as fuck. That it sounded very country like, had very old town road. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then they be acting like some of their country songs to be fucking about anything else, girl. Like, right. bitch, y'all hoes be saying about the same shit. The oh, my day, my throat. Like, uh-uh. The same shit. Some girl, them okie dokie, breaky, whatever the fuck. We, it's the same. <laughs> so the fact that Lil Nas brought a little flair to it, which in my, it, it's, to me, the song was a cute bop because I played it over and over. Yeah. I should <laughs> it, it was, it was a very, it was a unique sound. It was something that. I mean, of course, we've. I, I feel like we've heard so- songs that kind of sound like that, but it, yeah. it was the first time it was done in a way that's, of course, it's real poppy. He ain't singing about anything yeah, serious, but it's yeah. like it was done in a way that's like, oh shit, like it's fresh. It was new. It was different. It was. And it was also like, because the only time I can remember a country uh, hip hop mashup was when Nelly did, uh, was that Tim McGraw, I think? Um, yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. But that wasn't even like a hip hop song. Nelly ended up becoming more country and he was singing on the song, which I, that was the time. Yeah, <laughs> it died. So, so to, have, <laughs> to have Lil Nas X bring hip hop to country was a, which is why I feel like it was such a success because it really was something that wasn't there. And I'm actually very appreciative of how much of how much. Billy Ray um, was an example of what an ally should be. Yes, and, and it, would be, that, it would Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It was per- no, it was perfect. It was perfect. He didn't do he didn't, he didn't do no weird corny character caricature shit. Sorry, I can't yeah. pronounce the word. <laughs> it <laughs> he didn't like make him dehumanize Lil Nas. He literally yeah. just treated him like another human being and yeah. said and used his power to, and his fame and shit. And his credibility to back up what Lil Nas was doing, and that was it. That's all he needed to do, and that's, that's it. Oh, and I supported that to the to core, and too. I also because I'm really big on. I, I do think that we white people the 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 bar is so low that when somebody does something the correct way, we're like, yes, yes. bro. <laughs> like the but, bar is so low, but it was very. It but was it was well way. done. So I was like, no, girl, that was good. Like you, you did a good <laughs> job. Label was like, congrats to Billy Ray on his number one song. Billy Ray was like, no, this uh-uh. was this Lil was Nas X and Young Keo, and then they added me to the song. So don't do it. Ooh, don't. That was how you. That's how you do it. That's how and you do. That's it. how you be. That's an ally. That's what you do when somebody when we ask you to speak up for us. Do, tell the truth. Like for me, it's just like speak the truth. You know damn well it was not. If it wasn't for <laughs> <laughs> Lil Nas X. Song wouldn't be a thing. The song yeah. was going to hit the charts on the country music in the country music uh, Billboard charts without um, without Billy Ray. Yeah. It was the people who actually were like uh, over it who said no to him. I genuinely think the song would have went number one without Billy Ray. I really do. Oh, absolutely. It's just that Billy Ray, Billy Ray's name was used to give 
Lil Nas X credibility in the genre of country, which I think was so it was good. It was strategically done. Yep. And I'm very, very proud of that. And I'm very proud of the record he broke. He broke Mariah Carey's record, which was shook the fuck out of me. But Mm -hmm. I'm very, very proud of him and all that he's done in his success. And I really love the visibility of him being um, an LGBT artist. Yes. Honestly, like, and I, I really think that he is the catalyst or could be for a lot of conversation. Um, should it be done correctly? Because we did have an instance with Kevin Hart when he decided to be like, "What is your, you know, what does it matter?" And what it's like, man? "What are you mad about?" Exactly. That's annoying. But I really do think had been somebody else who would have handled it, the conversation could have been a lot more healthier about why. Yeah. His LGBT identity is important when you say Lil Nas X. Like he, yeah. he, that needs to be pushed as well. Yes, exactly. And but they call that the gay agenda. It's like, no, we're trying to let you all see that we are human beings. Okay. But like, we didn't <laughs> ask to hear about anybody. Like it, it's an agenda when we hear fucking R. Kelly touching girls, but but nobody's saying shit. Just either here or there. But then on to Jacquees versus LA minding her business. I, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know who Jacquees was. Yeah, I did that, not. I, I think. I think. Corny. <laughs> I, I think that shit was corny. Like, <laughs> yuck. Like the fact that his relevance was because of him uh, um, covering somebody else's song. Uh, says a lot about him and then the conversation and him calling himself the king of R&B but I just really did not respect the fact and I also wanted to point out how if Ella May had done something like that she would have been labeled angry she would have been labeled labeled like a hater and oh whereas Jacuzzi just kind of just like we did clown him granted he got clowned they did but I mean he still had his his cishet brigade behind him (laughs) <laughs> exactly, exactly, and I, 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 when I heard him, he, I'm gonna be honest. This is my opinion, and my opinion is relative to me. That boy can't sing. I don't know what the hell they heard, but he, he can't hold a note. In my humble opinion, those goat like vocals, no man. What did they say? He'd be sounding like. I was like, is this the best you can? Is this your? what is this like and i have so many friends that go up for him and call him cute and i'm like this little man okay that's fine but i could do without jacques i think that he's annoying and he's not the king of anything anyway (laughs) cardi b versus the shade room um now i don't know what Cardi B issue is with specifically the shade room, but what I do remember when I watched her live, because one thing I will say, the hood in me, very much Detroit, very much West Side, shout out to Cash Dial, we from the same side town. Period. <laughs> um, I gravitated towards Cardi because she does remind me so much of, you know, growing up from where I grew up, and I really do like her. Like, that's why I'm saying I cannot drag her or, or Nikki. They both won't get the same energy because I love them both. Uh, Cardi on live, I'll never forget it. And she started calling all types of fat phobic slurs and calling this girl fat, ugly, black, 
bitch and she over here doing this and saying they purposely try to single out Cardi and only talk about negative shit with Cardi and only try to talk about negative shit with um, Offset. And this was around the time that Cardi B was pretty much, she drugged a man and took his money. So so this was around the time where she felt like she was getting more press for that more than she was for, you know, positive things like getting an award and getting Grammys and getting things like that. Um, I I think it's unfair because Cardi didn't also use the idea that, you know, this is a black woman tearing down another black woman. And I think it's annoying because that's that conversation is only had in the black community. TMZ mm-hmm. tears down literally everybody. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. But for Cardi to be like, oh, well, I can't believe a black woman would do this to me, sis, it's the job. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it's just I don't know. Like, I think Cardi would do herself a a benefit by like just stop reading the fucking comments. Like, just go, ha- have somebody handle your social media. But at the same time, she want to see it. She she want to see it because there's no way that you that rich and you and you, if you don't want to see something, I promise you, if you that rich, you, you don't, don't have to see it. it. Right. Don't a smooth black. And then the thing is, I have to always remind myself. Cardi is like literally our age. I think she's like twenty six or whatever. So mm-hmm. I always keep forgetting because she's so like. In, in my eyes, I see she's a whole mom. She got a whole husband. So you in a whole nother field. I'm not worried about none of that shit. Me but neither. I have to keep reminding myself that she is our age. So it is hard to tell a millennial like put your phone down and da 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 da. But I just want her the platform that she has because it's so big. It, it's a problem. You plant the narrative of white people saying like, oh, well, black people are against black people, so what does it matter? Like, you cannot get on your damn platform and target the shade room and saying that a black woman shouldn't tear down a black woman, but you have no qualms with, with Harvey, whatever that man's name is, at TMZ. Yeah, yeah. Because the same information that TMZ get is the same information that the neighborhood talk gets, baller alert, all of them. Yeah, I just don't like shade room in general. That's my thing. I, I just, hate the shade room. I have uh, lots of shade room. It's the energy is just not right. <laughs> it's very much so. Like for me, I look at it as a representation of you know what it is. So I I follow the neighborhood talk now, but I look at it as the shade room is what we're leaving behind when progressing the black American. I mean, black American culture and black culture in general. We can and leave what that we're behind, doing. and we can we leave the Breakfast Club behind. Left behind. Yes, the <laughs> we, we got to leave their asses in the dust. <laughs> if they don't want to improve, they yeah, yeah. The the comments and for me, if it wasn't for my best friend, who's also he's um gay, so he mm-hmm. has been a really big catalyst in me undoing a lot of my church. So I was raised Southern Baptist child in in Detroit, <laughs> oh, so I had to undo so much isms, like so yes. much. And when I started to see how harmful it was to read the comments and I started to like when you learn shit and you start to get hits like oh then that's fucked up you start to see how much energy it takes for anybody that's on the spectrum of LGBT to even read the comments in the shade room like yes. in any capacity yes yes exactly yeah and so like what you're saying is it's almost like taking off um glasses that had your vision fucked up like when you Ooh. when you see clearly you're like oh shit this is what's really going on <laughs> I'm yes. trying to tell. And, and then for me, like, especially in undergrad, it was hard because I'm like, man, my life was so much. It's so easier to be dumb. It's so much. Oh, easier yes. Oh, what? Of course. It's so much easier. There's not much 
with knowledge comes responsibility. So like you don't oh it's so much easier to not have known anything and just be like well I'm just gonna carry myself around the world like a dumbass. It's Mm -hmm. so that's why I understand. (laughs) I get why white people are so happy and everything's so wonderful and everything. (laughs) They don't they don't know half the shit that goes down. Like you don't know. So I totally get the happiness and the giddiness and like it was just I just feel like I always go back to college because to me it was just like a, a full circle moment. Especially because I was raised in the hood and I moved to the birds, which was a culture shock in and of itself. And then when I came to college, it's a predominantly black college too. But it just, everything came together and meshed and I learned so much. So I'm able to see both sides of the spectrum. Like I get the very much so, so suburban ideology and then I also get the hood ideology. But I also see the problems in each one and in both extremes. I understand, yeah. So yeah. that's why I understand how white people could be so carefree and we look at them like y'all are out of your fucking mind. Because <laughs> you gotta worry about so much how you walk, how you talk, what set you repping. You know, like it's certain shit you just cannot do there. Especially the men. You can't walk a certain way, can't look a certain way, can't wear certain shit. And when you in the suburbs, I mean they're just free. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, but but it's 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 crazy because it's free, but then it's also it can be um, imprisoning in other ways too, mental ways as well. Yes. You yes. know, someone might have a drug problem in the hood, but then a soccer mom got a problem with popping pills. You know what I mean? Well, it could be. It's just pr- different problems just at different in different areas. Yeah. So and that's it's, why it's, people can't get higher than ways. exactly. People can't. Just it's like the difference between crack and cocaine. It's like people cannot mm. sit on their high horses and act like, oh well, my community just because y'all live in a certain zip code. Oh, my community is better, and we have more things. No, if we look underneath the hood, y'all got a lot of other shit going on too. Tell it, and it, <laughs> if, if anything is is magnified because they have more money and more access. Yes, they so can do what they you want. Can do it. <laughs> and do it at a grander scale and you got higher forms of fucking drugs so who really has the issue yeah 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 i don't even know how we got here but yeah you know that's how i go (laughs) (laughs) i'll be fucking all over the place in my videos i'll be like oh my god when i'm editing i'm like oh my god yes but it's so it's I'm trying to say it's an honor to talk to you and like not see you on TV. <laughs> Let's move on to May. May for mother because May was about Beyonce and the rest of the hoes just wanted attention. Oh, wow. um, I see this. Um, so here's what happened in May. <laughs> I don't even know what a workshop this was, but exactly. Um, Dionne Warwick says that Beyonce isn't an icon. I don't know who asked her. Oops. Um, Aisha Curry uh, talked about how she feels as though she doesn't get a lot of attention and she doesn't know if she's desirable, which is ironic because the women who are deemed desirable, she slut-shames them. And the Met Gala girls. Oh, yeah. What I really want to say at gala it was just the fact that cardi and nikki bumped into each other there but that obviously didn't do anything because they ended up fighting yeah that's what happened (laughs) wow oh my god i feel like so shall we break down first 
Let me see. The Met Gala. I think I can't remember what I what I said about Cardi trying to fight Nikki. I think I said something like, "Oh well, she, I hope I didn't." But if I did, it wouldn't surprise me. But now it's now it's like now I understand it better. I was I I may have said something like, "Oh my God, like she needs to stop acting out in front of all these white people and shit like yeah. that." But you know, I it doesn't really. Did. Oh, I hope I didn't. But if I did, it, it that shit wouldn't matter. Like, girl, <laughs> wherever what, you know. <laughs> It's just I wouldn't want her doing that. Period. That's my thing. Period. You know. And period. then I I had to check that part on me too because that was that was a thought that I had like when I first heard about it. I'm like, um, well they didn't fight at the Met Gala. They fought at, a, fought at another party. But this was the beginning of when they first met each other. And Cardi B checked her and asked her like, hey, you know what's up? Which that's in the hood. It's like, bitch, what's up? Got any problems? Mm-hmm. No. Okay keep it pushing and cardi b said that you know there was no issues everything was good ended up they still ended up fighting but that's just where it began um and to the idea that they like i did have that thought like damn y'all at the the awards cutting up fighting each other and all of these you know people white people i at first i did it but then i'm just like my other head was like you can't take somebody straight up out the hood and then expect them to act like some goddamn fresh air fun kid. That's not what Cardi is about. And but Nikki even then, like the it's game. it's it's the same situation with Jesse Smollett. It's like this one person should not speak for all of us, even if Period. even Period. if even or this one person yeah. should not have to deal with you know you know what I mean? Like yeah, we we I put too much that. of that I, like yeah. performance for white people on That's on yeah, we can't do that. So I had to, I had to check myself. Because yeah. <laughs> blackness isn't a performance, and I think that's something that we've all kind of been like. Blackness is a, a performance. We think that of ourselves. We think that any marginalized community, like even for me being a fat black girl, it, there's a t- type of performance that is expected for being fat and being black. You're, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be like this strong. Like, oh, don't talk about me. I got this. I'm a strong black woman. And it's like, no, excuse me. I'm a fucking human being. Yeah. So I get it. You, you were absolutely right when it comes to Cardi because even she's not a well. I, it's hard because no, she does not represent all of the hood. But I get her actions because of the hood. Okay. Like I totally get. I you know I I, I have family members and cousins where if it, it don't matter where you see the bitch, she could be in the hospital. But you say something crazy to me, I'm gonna beat your ass. And that's just on period. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but I've seen it done before, and it yeah. like it's fucked up. It's like, I, you know, sis, this is the this is the the, the code, and this is how they operate. So you can't you know. And Cardi B is very much so hood <laughs> like yeah but she does not speak for all of us because i am being from the hood and i wouldn't have did no shit like that i would have waited <laughs> i would have surely ran up on her but it would have been when she was walking to the car girl we are not gonna fight in this establishment but when i see you in the streets i'm gonna whoop your ass period <laughs> different strokes different strokes for different folks mm-hmm. uh I'm so damn. After we'll, we'll oh, can we get before we get into Mubba because Beyonce. I don't have to defend her. Everybody should know that you stand Beyonce, and that's why I love you even more Period. because I stand Beyonce. Period. But I want Aisha Curry first before we get to Mubba. My guess is, do you want? Go, she just, I, I don't know. I mean, from what I remember, she sounded like she was so confused. I was like, "Girl, it's okay, baby. It's okay, it's, sweetie." Oh. 
It's so I think the conversation was she was saying that um, she doesn't know if men still want her or if she's desirable because she doesn't get any male gaze um, because she's a married woman. Um, she's very much so mom's maybe very much so. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying when it comes to teeth, it's, like, it's very much so. She gives off that vibe. What so, is, she, is she giving me? If she gives it Aunt Jemima, is that what she thought she was she giving? Gives me, yeah, she gives me very much so, which is weird because in, in the mammy archetype is usually reserved for the fat black woman. But oh I no, I wasn't even her. like, I was no, no, like, I'm saying like, no, that's what the, the mammy archetype is. But uh, apparently, uh, Aisha has moseyed her way on into the <laughs> main role. She, I don't know, but she gives me very <laughs> much know. like. Oh, let me check your grades, PTA meetings, and you know your mom. This is what you have to do. Like, does she want to give off sex story? Like, I don't know. Because that's not her judge. That's not her, and that's what she's giving off. You can't. You can't. You can go to a PTA meeting and give off sex story vibes, but it's just like don't. Don't shame the. Don't shame the sex. Don't shame the um, the the ones who present themselves as sexy. And that's what she did. Yeah, so, like don't shame those girls. Just get engaged. Like this, you're first of all, you're everybody knows how marriage works. When you're in a relationship, you're automatically spoken for. You're automatically looking at somebody else's product, so you can't be tainted. So nobody's gonna look at you in that way. On top of the fact that you present yourself to be, you know, a, a mom's family. I don't know what you wanted. <laughs> so for you to get on the. <laughs> I'm trying to be rude. <laughs> for you to get on and say that you don't get, you're not, you feel like you're not um, attractive and beautiful because men aren't giving you attention. One, I was very much already not to give a fuck about and not not get my, you know, validation from men. So for me, I was kind of like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? If you a bad, bad bitch, you a bad bitch. You a bad bitch, period. And she's a, she's a very she, pretty girl. She is so, the but fuck I don't know why. <laughs> the dangers it really is the dangers of of building your self esteem off of other other men. That shit will yeah. have you really fucked up. It will have you thinking that your ass is not beautiful at all. So and, and when I saw Red Table Talk, it made a lot of sense because all of her sisters and her mom um, are married to basketball players, and they all have the same idea of being the wholesome, you know, wife and mom, and we don't hang out with the others, and we're very much so, you mm. know, different. I think, and, and it's like, oh, okay, I get I it. Try not, I try not to, like, but I don't know. I think if that's who, really who you are, that's who you are, but I think if you want to be something else, and it's, and this ideology is stopping you from doing that shit, then it's, you're going to be, you're going to feel stifled. You're going to feel like you suffocating if you're trying to be this play this part and that's not really who you are very much so and i'm gonna like even if i get because it's so crazy her ideology reminds me very much so of like how conflicting it was for me like i had a lot of friends who i was the girl that everybody confided in because a lot of like the girl the quote unquote fast girls in middle school used to love to come to me even though i was the very much so christian girl but it was conflicting for me because I was friends with a lot of the quote unquote hoes, but at the same time, I'm like, but they're good people. I don't understand yeah, what's wrong with them. Yeah, what's yeah. wrong? What's wrong with that? I remember it was a when I lived in the hood, it was a girl named Sway Sway, and she was a prostitute. 
and my mama would be so fucking pissed with me and school. Like, Sway Sway used to bring me some. Like, that was like, girl, Sway Sway, what? I, w- I wonder where she is now. And it was so conflicting because when I would go home, it's like, you can't be around that prostitute and da 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 da. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with Sway Sway? Like, Sway Sway spoils me. I don't know what the fuck are y'all talking about. <laughs> but it was the indoctrination. It really <laughs> it was. It was the indoctrination of the Christian values that was conflicting towards me. So when I got to college, I was like, Man, fuck all this bullshit. It doesn't. I don't. I'm not gonna play into this. This idea that because somebody is a certain way, then that makes them less than or they're negative in a certain light. Like we all in this shit together. At the end of the day, in in the male's world, we'll never be enough. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter how you like live up to the quote unquote standards. Like they'll always find something to drag your ass on. So it's like. Why sit over here and be something that your ass is not? Like, just live your life and get dragged either way. Exactly. Playing up to these rules and all this other shit. That's why with Aisha, it's like, girl, you drag, you you shaded the very same women that you're saying, like, they're, they're getting the male gaze and they're getting the attention that you say that you don't get, but you dragged them for it. <laughs> I love a woman that... It's it's cool. I, I would have loved if Aisha was like, I'm not that kind of girl, but more power to those girls versus the I'm not that kind of girl. I don't do what they do type shit. Yeah, like I don't, don't like come shit. over here with all that uppity ass bullshit, sis. Come on now, hold on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, uh-uh. that was my issue with her for sure. Like, okay, girls, I hope that works out for you. Huh, and then last but certainly not least, Beyonce. We had 35, but I think I'm going to do 40 minutes and then okay. stop it. Beyonce was dragged twice by one being Beyonce Work. Beyonce Work says that mother is not an icon. I Yeah, she's a legend. So we can, I mean, I don't know what else she wants. I don't know. Like, I don't know if was, I, are you an icon when you're like Beyonce's age? Because when she said it, Beyond then went on to say people who are icons. She was like Diana Ross, da da da. So is it age? Oh, maybe not an icon in her generation. Is that what she's saying? Well, when she did it, she was saying um, the people who she considers icons are Diana Ross, Luther Vandross, Shaka um, Khan. Like she was naming people who are, have done the work. And when I, what I gathered is Beyonce is not old enough to be considered an icon. I don't believe that. I think Yeah, I think, but there are also people who are uh, who are in Beyonce's um um how would I say who are Beyonce's contemporaries who yeah. are also icons too. But I think because Dion is not aware of the younger generation of singers or hasn't really, and I think that some of that should be jealousy. I don't know, but that's it's just weird. To say that shit because Beyonce is literally a global fucking name. She's like a household name. The shit is crazy. And there's no, literally no artist. She's the standard for all. Like it's not just in her, you know, music genre. Not that she even has even placed herself to be in just one. Beyonce Mm -hmm. is the standard. Yeah, she's the celebrity celebrity. When Beyonce comes out, it's like, oh my god, much like how Michael Jackson was. When people saw Michael Jackson, it's like, oh my god, Michael Jackson, oh my god. So I don't know what the hell Dion was talking about. I really wish she didn't say anything, but you know, me too. too. (laughs) Oh my god, please stop talking. And And then then I left the 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> that shit was so funny to me because she came. Taylor Swift came out on the what is it? VMAs? Was it the VMAs? I, I don't even know the name. Of so she came out there with them drums and shit, and it was just like I don't know. I've been seeing. I don't know. Like you know how how Camilla tries now to copy what Normani, like how Normani delivers. Yeah. On stage, or at least you know I like to. I did I, notice that. I don't like to see say like copy, but I think that definitely Normani's stage presence has had an effect on some of these like pop girls or whatever or definitely Camilla to, to for her to approach performing in a different way so I won't say copy but it's, it kind of felt the same way with, with Taylor Swift would do it with Beyonce and it, it would um, even before this Mayo Cello thing happened <laughs> um, it Very seemed like it me. seemed like she was trying to you know, do the little music pops and band hits, and it's just like, girl, you, there's there's a lack of flavor that's there. A, a whole lack of Laurie season <laughs> fault and everything else. <laughs> girl, no, it was just very much so cringy. Even if she tried, you don't have the vernacular. It's much, much like um, New York said, you don't have the vernacular that she thinks she possesses. She, okay, she does not <laughs> have the vernacular um, that she thinks she possesses. <laughs> Um, I think Gemma is a fat, fat cunt. cunt. <laughs> somebody lied to her and told somebody her. Somebody lied to her beautiful. several times and told her that those <laughs> shoes were what she said, that shoes were those shoes were made for somebody beautiful. Well then she should have put she should have been she should have put them back on the rack. <laughs> I love cool. Usual. Work. Oh my god, I love her. I could call her all fucking day. But yeah, let's take a cute break and then we'll be right back to finish out the rest of this season of 2019. <laughs> okay, let me stop. I see it. I see that you're recording, but I can't really hear you. Yeah, a little bit. Oh no. Okay. I hear you saying, oh, no. Okay. I was in the same. I don't know if it's mine because Wi-Fi looks and then it looks Let like me see. Wi-Fi. I hear see, you, know. you were doing so well. Is it doing good now? Wait. Okay. It is looking for networks. Can you hear me now? Better. I don't know why it's doing it. Okay. You better now? Hold on. I'm going to see if I can switch out. Let me check my internet speed. It should be fine. Whoa, yeah, mine's okay. Well, download is okay. Are you speaking? Definitely. 
No, I was switching. It's okay. probably mine. It's definitely just stupid ass Wi Fi. It's stupid ass Herman. Okay. But it looks like it's better. Is that better? Yes. It's a, it's a little bit. Much I just... It looks like it's it's working. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to power through, Lord. Okay. Hopefully you can. Me. Okay. Okay. Can you. can you hear me better now? Yeah, I can hear you better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, getting right back into it. Hopefully, you can hear me. If not, June is called Who Wants to Smoke? And mm-hmm. for that month, we have Beyonce, <laughs> the Beehive, not Beyonce. Beyonce had nothing to do with it. Beyonce's Beehive harasses warrior, the Warriors First Lady, and dark skinned women drag Chris, Christopher Powderhead Brown. Oh my God. So, what happened with Chris Brown? So, Chris Brown made a song where he was talking about black women and their hair, and he said he only liked black women with nice hair. The thing um, about it was the people were offended were people with 4C hair. Um, and then dark-skinned women, he said something about, he replied to a girl in his Instagram comments who happened to be a dark-skinned girl and said that y'all are just mad because y'all are uglies or whatever. So then the Oops. people who were actually mad were dark-skinned women because it's like not only are, do we have, you know, dark skin, we also have 4C hair. So we were basically just like speaking up about, I see, I get what you're saying, but you definitely sound like you're saying it. You, you sound problematic. You sound like a light-skinned person that only cares for other light-skinned people, which is obvious because he only dates light-skinned women who have you know, another culture. Like, they're usually mixed or something like that. So, for me, it wasn't hard to believe that he was shitting on dark-skinned women. Yeah. For me. I definitely, I remember that, and I believe that that's exactly what he was saying. Yep, Tokyo jumped in and co-signed the idea that he is colorist because she said that when she went to the club with her her friends, he let all the light-skinned girls sit in with him, but then he said the dark-skinned girl couldn't. So Tokyo just basically co-signed it, and then he, you know, went on his rant, a whole bunch of fat phobic slurs, a whole bunch of slurs about her having her here and saying, basically saying it's always the ugly girls that are hating, which is further pushing his colors, ideas, and further pushing, um, you know, this idea that dark-skinned women, and for me, it was just like, it just seemed like an attack on dark-skinned women, and it seemed like everybody was trying to silence our opinion. Because if yeah. he was being very, he was targeting, but I guess when you have Chris Brown, who's crossed over, he, he has both, you know, gazes of the black community and the white community, us talking about, hey, you're being biased towards black girls, it's easy to be like, y'all are just complaining, y'all are just yeah, mad. Y'all, y'all are just mad, y'all are just angry and mad, y'all, just, y'all don't know what y'all talking yeah. about, y'all just jealous. Yeah, and no. In our opinions, it got lost in it. So for me, it was just, I respect Tokyo for speaking up, and, and she did not give a fuck what he had to say. Um, she even went on to call him Christopher Powderhead Brown. Oh, she was the one who did that shit? <laughs> yes, he called, she called him Christopher Powderhead Brown, oh um, which is the funniest shit ever. Um, <laughs> and I just, it sucks because I was at Chris Brown. When I tell you I had over 200 posters, I, I oh, have man. a sign. I, and that like that just really fun. I had a t-shirt um <laughs> it said, that's disappointing <laughs> it is 
Because it's like seeing the person that you know, like, was really, I was obsessed with that boy. Very much like B2K. I was obsessed. So to see that happen was really, like, fucked up. But then I had, I was already off him after the Rihanna situation and how he handled that and yeah. everything after but that for me kind of sealed the deal which i'm even having conflicting issues because i didn't know that he was a singer on heat and i was shook because i liked the heat song and then i found out it was chris i'm like you son of a bitch like <laughs> I, 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 you. so yeah it's and yeah, he's that's, just, that's really that's it on that one yeah and then what happened with the beehive now warriors so do you remember when beyonce went to the game and the wife of the warrior owner kept reaching over her to ask Jay-Z for things. Oh, yes. And we were like, girl, if you don't back the fuck if up. You don't work, back up. That's exactly what it was. So the beehive went on to, you know, harass this woman and threaten her. I'm I'm a beehiver that I, I, I'm a retired attacker. And I yeah, just I'll, watch. So. I'll just watch too. I'll just, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. Well, it depends on how right? what it is. So I still depends on like I feel like the old school us back in the day who grew up with her. We yes. drag when it's like necessary, like when yeah. it's like kid rock dumbass that want to oh come to the queen. But when it comes to like little shit, like y'all watching her mannerisms at the game, that to me was like okay, I'll let the kids handle it because they're gonna yeah. handle it regardless. I think I made a comment. I made a comment, but I wasn't like going in her fucking mentions and like dragging the shit out of her or something. Like I wasn't. <laughs> now I I will I will admit the last time I put some bees in somebody's comments, I think it was it was the K Rock situation because I was. Oh well, that's acceptable. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you from Detroit? You talking shit about Queen? Oh no, like it's fuck you for real. Like no, we don't do that. Um, but I don't, I don't, I just watch the kids and let them do their thing because they're gonna, they're gonna get the girls together. I just think it was a little excessive. Yeah, oh. it was, it was. <laughs> it was clear that Beyonce was uncomfortable, and I think just because, well, me and her birthday is a month, a day apart. She's September 4th, I'm September 3rd. Oh, but yeah. as a Virgo, we, I just can't hide my emotions. I, it's just really hard for me i could be in the most uncomfortable situation and you're gonna know that i'm uncomfortable and i understand why beyonce wears glasses and and like at the games and shit because you're gonna read her expression and she's not very good at hiding them just no, like when she not. you remember when she went to the awards show and uh what was the guy from power hugs her and, and oh, the yeah. high was pissed off again because beyonce's face was like you know chill out yeah yeah, yeah. She, like she, 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 she be real nice. She be trying to like hide this shit, but we we can see, we can read on her face. Like, girl, it's okay. We got you. And <laughs> she's the queen of facial expressions because that that that, pic, that video from back in the day when she was um. <laughs> oh, but she was talking Rose. about um yes, second lead vocalist. And Beyonce was like, no, ma'am. Is Beyonce the second lead vocalist? Now wait a minute. Now, nah, like, girl. She's known for that. So I was just like, no, it is what it is. But moving on, um, July, I called it the game changing month. Mm. And it's game changing month because Beyonce released the Gift album and she also played Nala. And then her artist, Hallie Bailey, is announced as the Little Mermaid. And I think anything Beyonce does is game changing. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> the gift was a beautiful album. I remember I was listening to it. I think I was in New Orleans when it came out. Um, it was a beautiful. It was so well done, and it, it felt so authentic. Like she definitely, she got all them niggas from the actual places where the music is done, and she had yeah. them work on the fucking album, and that she was the difference. Yes, yeah. it was great. It was good. And Beyonce has what's not. What's your favorite song on the album? Oh my god. Um. Um. Damn. Either already. I don't Ooh. know. Water is everything, though. I don't know. I don't wanna come down. Yeah. Um. I like other side too. Other side is beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful songs I've heard. Oh, it's so amazing. Um, already, my power is everything. I love that. Other side is good. Makes me sad. Yeah, yeah, it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. For me, it's I, which is weird. Y'all can't the one. My power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure, we'll take my power. My power, power and my power. oh, is that's my favorite. My power is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. <laughs> my favorite. And then, how did you like her skin as Nyla? How did you like her skin as Nyla? Um, I thought I thought that it, it was just honestly, I just like to hear her voice in the <laughs> in the movie. I did. It's it's really hard for me to like see Beyonce as another character just because it's like Beyonce's voice. It's Beyonce. Like I'm not seeing not her as Nala. I'm seeing her as Beyonce. I don't know. Like some people are just like, well that's because she's a bad actress. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's it's the the iconicness, the legendaryness, legendaryness. Yeah. <laughs> of, her, of her voice. It's just like, I don't know, girl. I mean, my girl is not the best actress, like, no shade, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, I think it's just her voice is just so, to me, it's recognizable. So I'm just yeah, like, oh, that's very Beyonce. Distinct. Yeah. The tone, deep. It's, I, it's rich. Yeah. I get that um so I, I thought she was pretty good are you i was like yes beyonce yeah. i'm with you yes me <laughs> i think someone in my theater it's, said yes beyonce <laughs> yeah i said it when she, when she came on the uh screen she was like simba i was like beyonce <laughs> <laughs> you did so did was, the people laugh I sure did. yeah people were laughing i, I thought that everybody was gonna do it because when the first person did it, I'm like, Well, me too, sis. Beyonce, uh, Beyonce. Like, yeah, that was funny. Oh, I was so excited. And then Hallie, her, and this was right after um, the movie came out with uh, The Lion King. Hallie oh, says that she's gonna be the Black Mermaid, and that was, I was really happy about that. Yeah, me too. And I'm, and I was even happier to see all the um mad angry um white tears that were flowing because sis was and it's just like girl get over yourselves it's a cartoon that disney stole i'm sure from something it's just like y'all will be okay y'all will be all right yeah hallie sings hallie sings down she's gonna sing amazing she they're gonna dip them fucking um dreads in some unicorn blood red colored dye exactly (laughs) and that's just it it's gonna look a fucking amazing like I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on to August. So the title of this month was Nikki Knows. 
Um, but we're not going to get into Nikki. Basically, Nikki Minaj dragged Wendy Williams for, you know, coming for her husband. But I named it Nikki Knows because not only did she know to drag Wendy Williams, rightfully so, she knew that Normandy was that girl. (laughs) She was that bitch before we knew. Um, and she performed at the VMAs. Uh, and she like I didn't like how they like put her in the slot where she had to share it with somebody. It was just my personal like, okay, girl, I yeah. don't know what that's about. So I gave Camilla co- co- whatever her, her own thing, and she's not that talented. And you gave Normani like a keep ten seconds at best. I didn't. Yeah, like that shit was annoying. But she did what she had to do with that time. She did what she had to do, and she was really good. But I brought her up because you happen to like her, not because I don't want to imply that I don't like her. But you really see it for her. And so, me personally. So you don't? I understand. I that I don't see it for her. More so, I was introduced to her via the the, the girl. glasses of she dances like she is the next Beyonce. That's how I was introduced to her. Oh. I didn't know who she was. Okay. So when everybody is like, oh, it's this girl, she, you know, she studies Beyonce and da 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 da. I'm like, oh, okay. So when I saw her and I saw like her performance, I said, well, where's, why are we comparing her to Beyonce? Because not no shade, but the girls aren't just, they're not doing it. <laughs> I understand. Like, I understand what you're saying. I think, you know, She's for me. Yeah, for me, Normani, I like I w- I was pushing for her so hard because I saw how she was being treated in that fucking group, and I was like, not that black girl, you know. So me like coming up behind her was like, no bitch, we gonna pay attention to the good sis. Like they've been, I mean, even the Fifth Harmony fans been so racist to her ass, and it's just like, yeah, she definitely has a lot of growing to do vocally. Um, definitely does, but like the fact that she was the most, she held your attention the most in Fifth Harmony, mm. um, and she was being treated so poorly. That's what made me really like rise up and go for her, because oh. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like y'all ain't finna, not one more black girl in the industry gonna be fucking tormented. Not, not today, <laughs> not I today. I you definitely know? was like, yeah, I, I could. So now with that, I didn't know that background. I, I didn't even know. I knew about Fifth Harmony, but I didn't know that she was in it. Like, I promise you, I was just like, oh, there's a girl who's supposed to be like this. Oh, this, this yeah. And yeah, when I saw her, I was like, oh, no, story. I know y'all fucking lying. I know y'all lying. <laughs> it, yeah, it's the whole backstory with me. I'm just like, uh-uh. They they did her so yeah. wrong. Like, you could, you could I, even I see. To, yeah, I look forward to seeing her grow. I think that when I saw her at the Ariana concert, that was another thing. I saw the Beyonce influence. But it was just like, uh, yeah, I understand. Okay, I understand she's a new saying. girl. She's, she's a, a new girl. Girl, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mad. It's just that Beyonce, even at the age of 25, right out the gate, Beyonce was that girl. So it's really yeah, hard it's, to. It's also hard if, as a new artist like that, and then people automatically fling you up in a category with Beyonce. It's like, bitch, I'm not ready for that shit. That's <laughs> what I, mean. I feel like they did her a bow for that, and so now I have to get into Come her down. now yeah. that I know her background and, and now I have to see her grow and build up because Beyonce had to do the same thing like I, I remember when she didn't have a fan and her wigs would stick to her face you know when she was in the lot. so I remember those days with Beyonce but Beyonce to me even when she was first coming out was otherworldly like she just I, was, I feel I, that I really I, I feel that so much like I, I that's why I enjoy watching all her um, previous performances that bitch oh my god Ooh. 
I miss the old Beyonce. That, that oh my old goodness. Beyonce. It was Beyonce just in your face. Sex and talent. Uh-huh. And vocal. Well, going on to September, which is our month. Ooh, me and Beyonce's month. Her Beyonce birthday month. Yeah. Mine is September 3rd. We stand a Virgo queen. <laughs> uh, we can get into, since we're talking about Beyonce, she got snubbed at the Emmys. That was the one thing that happened. And the the name of this title is the shade of it all. Mm-hmm. The shade of Beyonce getting snubbed at the Grammys. And then um, Azalea, I don't even want to say her name correctly. Fuck her. <laughs> Azalea bag or lack of decided mm-hmm. to come for fat Lizzo. So there's that. Yeah, so <laughs> I cannot I, I just wanna drag I'm gonna go for it because I just wanna get this off my spirit. Yeah. I just feel like um Azalea girl fuck you. <laughs> I don't really I for me you're a really bitter ass bitch and I don't fuck with it. I just feel like your commentary has always been that of negative. I'm not gonna be a fake bitch. Now your music is good, sure, for what right. it is. Cool. Your, your personality, your right. attitude is right. why you will always be a gutter snipe ass bitch. And right. not on my watch will you come for Lizzo and call her a fat Lizzo. First of all, to say that she's anything like Cupcake, I don't see it. And yeah, it's a I'm reason just why like, don't it's see completely it different fuck? demographics, completely different styles Literally. and songs. And lyrics like she is in no way similar to fucking Cupcake. Y'all just saw two bigger women and decided two bigger black women and and put them both in. The, they don't even do the same type of music, girl. What you what are you talking about? Does not one thing Cupcake can do, despite her raunchy lyrics, she can rap. Yeah, I'm yeah, not she really, can rap. I'm not rap. saying Lizzo can't rap, but when it comes to Cupcake and Lizzo, if I'm gonna call somebody a rapper, it would be. It's Cupcake. gonna be Cupcake because Cupcake, Cupcake, she grab your attention with that, um, with the sexual content, but then you know she even yeah. raps well within the sexual content and outside of sexual content, she be rapping down. So it's yes. like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she be rapping. But it's a hardcore fuck you to um Azalea. Girl, fuck you from the bottom of my heart. And <laughs> you're gonna continue to not, not flourish and make your albums are gonna go quadruple pillow pet. And I hope that you don't to, um, pillow pet. I'm fucking screaming. Yeah. What the hell? Anyway. <laughs> it's giving pillowcase tea. Period. Stupid ass. I do not like her. I would fight her if I saw her. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Beyonce gets snubbed at the Grammys. Our queen. Um, yeah, I was really mad about this one because this was homecoming, right? Yeah, not at the Grammys. At uh, the Emmys. Yeah, she got. Yeah, snubbed. this this shit. I was really pissed about this shit because I was like, girl, I can. I already know the amount of work. Like when mm-hmm. when you see something, even without seeing it behind the scenes, you know that shit took a a, a lot of fucking logistical planning. And a lot oh. of money and a lot of time and practice. I'm not just like, and, and not only was it a great produ- production, it was a a substantive one. Like it 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 meant so much to black people. It meant so mm-hmm. much. To, you know what I mean? Like it said, she said something. She said she took her black ass, and she even mm-hmm. go to no fucking HBCU. She took her black ass culture to white ass Coachella and said Ooh. suck it, and Amazing. did it well. So that's and I, 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 I have to say it 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 hit me really deep because I I actually went to Coachella Beachella and to see like you don't understand 
feeling the the you know when you can feel the music and you mm-hmm. hear the drums and you hear the, mm-hmm. I felt it I felt the energy I felt the stumps I felt the work I saw every I I got to see it in person so to know that like that type of production something otherworldly also being able to see the other main acts on uh Friday and Sunday and seeing the difference between what Beyonce did compared to those other mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think people know like Beyonce really is on a whole another level. And the fact that they, they couldn't even give her one award out of I think she was nominated for like three. It just goes back to how I felt when I heard the name Beck instead of Beyonce. Oh my god. I, I <laughs> that is ridiculous. But she I, I wonder I wonder if she, what she's gonna do next. Like, it, 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 has she been discouraged? But I don't know. I don't think Beyonce. I don't know. It, it, does she make it now her goal to say no, bitch? I'm gonna keep doing it, or has she decided fuck them? I'm gonna be in my own lane and I'm gonna make whatever the fuck I want to make. I'm not gonna pay attention to if they give me no awards or not because I know I'm that bitch. You know I what I mean? I think it's both though. I think they both exist because I feel like one thing I will say: Beyonce has never been the Beyonce experience. Beyonce since Beyonce experience, and the older that she's gotten, that same fire that I saw in her when she was in the experience is not there like it is now. I think more she's more so into like you said the logistics of things and like the way things are artistically done. Whereas in the experience, Beyonce was giving everything on that goddamn stage. <laughs> oh my, my god. god, that that um, shit so made I, me stand so she hard. Did, she like. Child, I got three kids. I don't really give a damn. Either you <laughs> like it or you don't. Hot fuck with me. I'm still that girl. I don't because at, at this point in the, the time that we're in, you don't have to do much, and you're still gonna get you know some type of recognition. So I hope that Beyonce doesn't fall into that. Like you know, it is what it is. Whatever they're gonna love me anyway, type shit. Because then my feelings will be hurt. Yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. Me too. It would be really hurt. <laughs> but it's only so many snubs that a person could take before you're like, all right, bitch. Yeah, nah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, she human. Like, unless she keep really good motherfuckers around her and be like, nah, bitch, we gotta keep going. But I mean, she. I don't know, man. I don't know how pissed I could be if I was rich. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Some coins come rolling. Like, like awards are cool, but bitch, you give me some coins. <laughs> like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> My baby's good. I'm uh, good. Period. And then on, once the October, I named it mm. Problematic, but who cares? And the niggas give me heebies. Niggas give me heebie jeebies. <laughs> Fucking Gina Rodriguez, old annoying guys. Uh, do you want to just go ahead and. Gina, girl, Gina, we know that your ass did that shit on purpose because you looked straight into the fucking camera on Instagram or where the fuck your ass was talking about niggas getting you waited for that. I mean, you didn't even say the the sentence before the fucking lyrics day. You just you waited for that shit. Yeah, she waited for that shit. Niggas give me he be deep. So we she did like it's like I dare one of you fucking broke niggas to say anything about this shit, bitch. I'm 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 saying the word because I want to fucking say the shit. Gina, girl, you're corny. That shit is corny, girl. And like, it's freedom of speech, so you can say what the fuck you want to say in this country. But girl, understand that it doesn't stop you from being weird and lame and corny. That shit, it's just weird. It's just lame. Like, you know, people have an issue with that shit, and it's like if people use Hispanic slurs against y'all asses, or even in the, any of the songs, y'all will have an issue with that shit. But right. black people are the only ones who are expected to not take things so seriously or share their culture. It's like, no, girl, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. But 
we don't get mad no more. We're just like we just call you corny and keep it moving, girl. We, we really that's it. Like because you corny, you just and I, weird I don't even corny. know what she does. I don't know who <laughs> she is. I don't. I don't know what she how she's relevant. I do remember she did another interview with uh, some type of blogzilla, and she was. He was talking to Zendaya, or was it the other girl who's in? Oh yeah. He was talking to. He's talking uh, to. Damn it! I don't know if it's Zendaya, but I know I know the interview you're talking about. Yeah, and he she did the shit. She interjected her her. I don't want to call her white, but I want people to understand that whiteness is a structure that people of color also benefit from. So when I call her a white woman, it's because you benefit from right whiteness in some type of way. Whereas our black ass don't benefit at all. But so I'm glad the interviewer would have stayed on her ass, though. Yes, put her in her place. I'm and it so also happy. Good because it, it, I feel like had it been a woman interviewer, it would have been easier for the conversation to come off or perceived as a, a caddy situation. Whereas yeah. with the male, he was like, actually, I get what you're saying. Cool, but I'm I'm talking to I'm this black woman about her black friend. Specifically, presence. exactly. So it's shut like, the fuck up. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know why it's such a big deal. Like let the let black people have day fucking shine, girl. Like whatever. Uh, 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 <laughs> but moving on, we're almost done. Woo! To November, I titled this "Just Shut Up." November was a lot of people talking that did not need to talk, and um, we're only gonna talk about two. But it's just a few people that I just I you know. I didn't like how people outed Solange's relationship. I thought that was very disrespectful. She had oh, to basically yeah, end of the relationship, yeah. Um, Flame Monroe happened, you know, in my humble opinion. I have my opinions, but I think that the trans community should speak on that because that is, she's who, I guess, the Breakfast Club was trying to have her represent. I'm so me. mad she even decided to go on to the fucking Breakfast uh-huh. Club. Like, oh, my God. Whitney Houston's ex, this is what we are going to talk about, though. T.I. is obsessed with his daughter's vagina. He takes her to the gynecologist. Not anymore. He was doing it when she was um, in her teens, like early teens, all the way up to she turned 18. Um, He takes her to the gynecologist to check to see if her hymen was broken. And Whitney Houston's ex-girlfriend, allegedly, I don't want to say, because Whitney's not here to speak on herself. So that's the thing. Um, Whitney Houston's ex-girlfriend comes on the Red Table Talk with the Red Table Warriors to basically talk about her relationship. <laughs> so how did you feel about that? Um, with the Whitney Houston thing, yeah. I I think that my, my opinion is more so in terms of I just feel like everybody has taken a chunk out of Whitney Houston's existence That's understandable. since she's been dead. So I totally am for, you know, the liberation of this woman finally giving herself a voice to speak on her relationship. But I'm also feeling the type of way because I'm still upset with how I think it was uh, Pusha T who used Whitney Houston's, you know, picture of her last day living. Like they just have been exploiting Whitney every chance they get even when Bobby died and Bobby Christina and even mm-hmm. when Whitney died they did the show they've never let Whitney rest, rest in peace so I understand that's that's completely understandable I I didn't think a lot about that um from that perspective because I was so excited about like finally hearing or getting Whitney's like sexuality validated oh, but yeah. but 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 your but your point is very valid like every ever since she has passed away like people have found a way or trying to find a way to exploit 
her, like get yeah. what they can off of her. So no, like your your point is very 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 valid. I didn't think a lot about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely am happy that their relationship was validated because I could totally see now, like, I'm really big on like traumas and shit, and so I understand why Whitney would have had to cope with so much, you know, because she had to suppress so much of her existence, so much of it. Yeah. Um and, and so the drugs were there for her to, you know, be in this shitty ass relationship with Bobby when she really just, you know, wanted to be with her girlfriend. I, I, it, it all makes sense. It all makes sense as to why she was having such a hard time even coming off drugs. But then my heart kind of breaks because it's like black woman, the unprotected. It, it's so easy to exploit her because she's a black woman. But you, you know damn well they wouldn't have done it to like a Nipsey Hussle or anybody else hmm. because they're coveted in terms of them being male. So they have more protection. Whereas Whitney shit, I mean, ever since she died, shit just hit the fan. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So I'm I'm I I I do want to know like how you feel about um the girlfriend. I know when I watched the Red Table Talk, uh, I don't know if I like how they romanticize their secrecy though. Yeah, I I didn't like that either. It's just like no, the 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 reason why she's bringing it up is to let y'all know how painful it was. Y'all bigotry was really so pervasive that she couldn't even live her fucking life the way she wanted. So it's just like they try to make it seem like it was some fucking forbidden love fantasy story. And that shit was actually traumatic for yeah. both parties involved. So yeah. it should be it should have been an eye opener to be like, look, she had this pure love and y'all tainted it with y'all fucking discrimination. And how much more happy could she have been if she was allowed to live her life? You know, exactly. she probably would still be with us. Yes. You know, it, she I 100 percent agree. And uh, I just feel like I love the Red Table Talk, but I also feel like Jada had a better, bigger responsibility. Um, and I think that she just kind of played into the, you know, oh, sometimes you got to sacrifice to... Mm-hmm. Like, no, she shouldn't have had to sacrifice her relationship with a woman Humanity. she actually loved. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. To, like, to be in that shit. To have a career. Then Bobby Christine would be here. So it's shitty. Just shitty. So, yeah, yeah that was the saddest November. Um, <laughs> but December... <laughs> Coming down to a close. I didn't give December um, a title yet because it's not over, but it's. I would just say it's unraveling. Uh, and so, so far, so what's going on is the way family just randomly came under attack, um, starting off with Zion um, in the picture of them innocently, literally just taking a family picture and black the black community attacking, you know, as yeah. always, there's this huge issue. The real agenda is how much they're trying to uh, erase like, LGBT people. Yes. That part. It's so annoying. That's the real agenda. Um, and then off sets, he, he apparently got hacked. Allegedly. Allegedly got hacked. Oh my God. <laughs> that shit was so fake. I was like, sis, in my opinion, I was like, sis, please, please. Oh, and then Cardi Cardi gonna come up here talking about oh, I mean, he's just, I mean, she she rushed on the camera. It's like, oh my god, yeah, you know he you know he he ain't that crazy. He ain't that. We disheveled. I know she I mean, literally hopped up and said, "Bitch, we gotta call the PR agent." And the thing is, my, Cardi B was defending the fact that they were sleep. They were, you know, not even near the phones. But the girl who posted it said that he had messaged her in the middle of the night 
since this was the middle of the day. So you're not really acknowledging like, the fact that while you were asleep, possibly nursing your daughter, your man was in another bitch DMs. That's what's going on. That is Niggas crazy. are that crazy. Niggas are that that I don't listen. These and niggas she's is out for here everybody. Five hundred racks for what? For, for what? For she needed. She, she could have done a scholarship for that shit. That's what I. I literally commented on her shit and was like, I really just want my student loan paid off. I could really do without Sally Mae and my shit. Like, you, you paying this man for being a shitty man since I went to school and I didn't go for free. I would like for you to pay for my student. <laughs> okay, do the Cardi God. B fucking scholarship giveaway, girl, or That's student boring. loan buyback. Like thousand dollars and this man is steadily embarrassing you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. He, he getting a word. I, I know Offset the happiest he could fucking be right now. And that, it just, that, that's why it's like the bar is so, privileged people are so, that the bar is so fucking low for them. And but even see, that's like, why I don't like how, how, how women are forced sometimes to be socialized in this fucking country. Like, yes, there is no way no nigga will put up with that shit, first of all. And second of all, put up okay. with that shit and then give a bitch fucking point five million dollars like it they would niggas would not be doing that shit the bar is so goddamn low and it just like it also goes to my thing and it's, it's not all time but it's it goes to show that like how people don't acknowledge their privilege because even me being um an ally to the lgbt community it's always like the bar is so low as, as to see like a black woman in fully supporting the LGBT community in the way that I feel like we all should do. But when you see a black woman that doesn't betray, portray, you know, betray the mm -hmm. LGBT community when, when like my sis, if I was to date somebody that was cis and they were problematic, it's fuck the nigga. I'm not about to sit here and, you know, co-sign you and your uh, homophobia or whatever. And that, like, I remember one of my friends was like, oh my gosh, like, that's so dope. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, don't, don't congratulate me for that shit. That's something that we all should be doing. Like, it, there's no I should not be congratulating a man for not cheating on me that's something yeah, that you, yeah. do. you dumbass what the fuck like I'm not about to no it's just stupid for me and it's, it really sucks that people who have privilege don't see that shit yeah they don't and their bar is so low and they get to get away with so much and so when one person does the right thing it's like oh my god yeah yeah you're yeah. amazing no I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing period yeah Exactly. So I, I don't applaud fish for swimming. I just don't, and I don't think that other people should <laughs> at all. <laughs> I agree. But yes, that is the wrap up of 2019 in a nutshell. I know it was a lot, and I really, really, really thank you for coming on the podcast. No don't problem. <laughs> it was so good. It was so cool to fucking finally like speak with you for real, for real. Like I said. And like break all this shit down. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just you know this is my lane. I love it. <laughs> yes, it was so fun. But before you go, I got one more question. Yes. What would you say is your biggest life lesson from this decade? Oh wow, that that is such a great question. The greatest greatest life lesson. Because I honestly, I've been learning a lot as I get older, and it makes me wonder how much more I'm going to have to learn. <laughs> it gives me anxiety, honestly. <laughs> it, it really does. Like, it'd be freaking me out. But, you know, my biggest life lesson this decade is to respect, to respect how I'm feeling and be kind to myself. And it's something that I honestly have just started doing. So it's, it's a, 
is to fight. And I know that may sound like weird, like, oh, be kind to yourself. <laughs> no, but it's just, I've been, I've been raised and socialized. Like, it's like hard, be hard on yourself. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not kind to myself a lot of times, especially when I, I made a mistake. Um, yes. I've also been socialized to, or, or at least raised to kind of avoid or ignore my emotions or I don't know, maybe I've, do, yes. I've done that myself, but it's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Just get your work done. You have, it doesn't matter it's that a, you feel sad, I, mad or angry or whatever it is. Like you just sit your eyes down and, and, and you don't complain about it. You don't speak about it because absolutely. it's not important, but that's not true. Like your emotions are a very important side of you. You can't get shit done with with uh, with bad emotion, bad energy in your life. You can't get shit done. So like just learning how I I think and how I feel, and making sure to use that information as a way to navigate the world properly instead of like acting like my feelings aren't there and then I'm I'm fucking exploding or imploding. You know? Yes, so, I love that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm learning. Agree. That is. What you say for like validating your feelings, I've actually done that through basically raising my inner child and I've been doing Mm -hmm. a lot of inner child work with myself. And so what I do so I can be kind to myself, I acknowledge the fact that I'm raising someone a kid so if I wouldn't talk to my own kid like that I'm not going to talk to myself like that. Um, And it has drastically changed like how that is such a unique that's that that's very effective. I can imagine that's very effective. Did you did you learn that on your own or did you have some help to help you realize no, that? Therapy is that girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, my therapist definitely she suggested she well she was actually the one who wanted to it's called IFS therapy. I'm I'm not getting too much into it, but it's like no, three parts. Um, and she was saying that like there's different fragmented parts of us, especially wherever the trauma occurs, there's a part of you there or where another traumatic things took place as a part of you there. So a lot of me, I was raised like similar to yours. I had a background of uh, heavy Christianity was very restricted. And it's a lot of shit that, you know, I wasn't able to experience because of that. And uh, I am hard on myself in the same way. I'm very judgmental. I'm very mean. I'm mean to me, like very yeah, mean. I, so I'm the same way. It is. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's really it's, it's depressing because it's like damn if I if I can't go to Bella Noche then where the hell can I, I go? <laughs> like, if my own brain is not it's like me, where the hell? So I have had to really take it into I I do little stuff like um congratulate myself when I do the tiniest little thing just because I'm talking to a child and I want that child to feel appreciated and it has really really helped. That's good. That's that's good because I would need something like that. I'm just, I wouldn't get congratulated. It's just like you, it's it's it automatically what, expected. Like, yeah. okay, and like you it's did like that. When I graduated yeah. college, it was like, okay, and you were supposed to. Like, it's not that big of a deal. You did it. That was what you were supposed to do. Yes, Next. that's me. Like, that's me. That, that's yeah. exactly what happened to me. And so it's hard to, that's that's dehumanizing. Like, I don't care what nobody said. That's dehumanizing. Like, so you have to unlearn that. And that's hard. That's hard to like, you have to give yourself a cookie sometimes. Like, you do the work, give yourself a reward. Shit. And you have to, like, I want people to know 
doing that work is not easy because you have to acknowledge your triggers. You have to hold the people accountable who possibly have done that to you. And that's hard too, because I don't believe that, you know, my family wanted to hurt me, but I still have to hold them accountable for where they did fall short. And it's undoing And then so also much. you have to, you have to hold those walls. You have to hold the borders up like bitch, like yes. you, y'all you got away with that shit before, but I'm letting you know now, like I'm a new bitch, you know, do it. Don't do and it then now. You have to deal with the pushback. Like they looking at you like you funny. And it's like, no, I'm trying to, to fucking I have to raise myself now. Like I have to take care of me. So if I'm not in a good headspace, ain't nobody in this bitch doing good. Good. <laughs> good. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I totally, totally feel you hundred percent on that and letting you know that as a fan, I support you <laughs> in your journey. I really Thank do. You. That's so sweet. You are such a so very much and I am so grateful for you and your transparency and I'm really happy you came on this show yeah thank you for having me oh my goodness I cannot wait to put it out oh, this is the best I think I'm gonna do a two-part series because this is a lot to edit so yeah, it yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great yes I'm so grateful for you though so thank you so much and you're more than welcome to come back anytime, anytime. Uh, no problem thank you thank you I appreciate this so much thank you okay tell everybody well they should know where to find you because it's you but tell everybody where they can find you you can find me at Adrian Expression that is one word um, no E in the middle like so it's just Adrian Expression at um, Twitter I mean, on YouTube, Instagram, everywhere. So, yeah, houseofexpression.com is my website. Yeah, that's it. Yes, and give me your wig, period. Give me that's your, give me your, give me your wig. Period. I don't know what to Yes. And that, y'all, is the end of the podcast, Takenya Talks. My name is Takenya. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Takenya. And everything else is just my long-ass name, T-A-K-E-N-Y-A-H, Takenya. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.